It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Is Ron Rivera being punished by the gods because his Week 13 task certainly seems like something straight out of Greek mythology. That and more coming up right now. On today's episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to this end-of-week episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting this podcast, and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Join the Locked On Commanders insider program where you get news, inside scoops, exclusive content delivered directly to your phone via text message, text with me, one-on-one conversations, questions, conversations during games, practices, and the like. Join the Locked On Commanders Insiders now and be in the know all the time. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Commanders to sign up today. I'm David Harrison, your host of this program, credentialed member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode, we're going to talk about three keys to the Washington Commanders pulling off an upset win over the Miami Dolphins. We're going to dive into Miami's defense to see if we can find some disadvantages for Washington. But first, we're starting with the Commanders' defense. Because if there is a chance that Washington pulls off this upset, this defensive unit has got to play arguably the best game that they've played all season outside of maybe New York in week seven uh, when they surrendered just 14 points, sacked Tyrod Taylor four times, and still, uh, unfortunately, got the loss. And we're going to start our look at this weekend's matchup discussing the Miami Dolphins offense overall, but specifically why the commander's defense needs to rally to the ball on short passes specifically, but also needs to do so with the first two levels of defense to allow the third level of your defense, your deep corners or your safeties or both to keep a lid on Tyree kill Jalen Waddle and this Miami passing attack, because this is where the opening and the thumbnail title for this episode come in. This could be a legit Sisyphean task for Ron Rivera this weekend where he makes great effort and uh, seems like he's making progress. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing that ends up at the end of the day all year long. So looking at this Miami Dolphins offense so far this season, the Dolphins offense has been solid or better 
uh, in just about everything. They are top five so far this season in points per game, scoring 30 points, eight of them, yards per play, rushing yards per play, passing yards per play, red zone offense, uh, sacks allowed per pass, also top five in the NFL, top 10 they're in first downs per game. They're top 15 in third down, goal to go, time of possession. They're only below average on offense in fourth down percentage, okay, uh, interception rate. So their interception rate is actually relatively high, and they're bottom 10 in field goal made percentage. So looking at those numbers and looking at those ratings or, or rankings, which, of course, the deeper you get into the season, the more relevant the rankings really become it looks like the commander's defensive advantage is in holding the team, the Miami dolphins to field goal tries, right? Because they're bottom 10 and field goals made. But really when you dive into those numbers and get some context to the Miami dolphins field goal kicker, Jason Sanders has a 78.6% made field goal percentage this season. That's not good. And it's number 29 in the national football league, but he's also only tried 14 field goals because that's how explosive and electric this offense has been. Two of his misses have come from 50-plus. One of his misses, one of his three misses, have come from 40 to 49. So really, that percentage is not a routinely missed kicks problem for Jason Sanders. It's actually a volume uh, issue. He's only missed once from 0 to 49 yards. His other misses have all come from 50 or more uh, because he's only tried 10 field goals this entire season. His percentage from 0 to 49 is 90%, and that's number 29, again, among active kickers. Because it's only one miss of all the kids. Like it's, it's one miss, but it knocks his percentage down so greatly because he doesn't get a lot of field goal opportunities because this team is usually finding the offense. So really what looks like an advantage may or may not be an advantage. I mean, certainly given more volume, given more opportunities, Jason Sanders could prove uh, to have a bum leg. But at the end of the day, right now, you have to look at those numbers and understand they're skewed because of a lack of volume. Um, of course, I'm sure the Washington Commanders would be more than happy to let Jason Sanders or force Jason Sanders to prove that that number is a volume deficiency, not an accuracy deficiency, because if you can force this Miami Dolphins into field goal tries instead of touchdowns, of course, you're going to be happier with that. So outside of field goal percentage, it would look like the advantage here could come in the interception rate to a tongue of Iloa uh, and, and Miami Dolphins offense. Again, they're their bottom five in the league at interception rate. So they're throwing interceptions more per pass than uh, about 30 or about 28 per 28 other NFL teams uh, this season. But Tua Tagovailoa himself has the third highest catchable pass percentage among all NFL quarterbacks with at least 100 attempts. So it's not that Tua's passes are not catchable. Uh, he's only got four turnover-worthy turnover -worthy plays this season, according to PFF, uh, but he's at one of the highest interception rates on in the NFL. So what is, so I was a little bit confused when I read those numbers myself. So I went to the tape. I looked at every single one of his interceptions. Uh, and, and to be quite honest with you, there's not a lot of tip passes. There's not a lot of uh, mistakes in that realm where there are mistakes is in communication with his receivers. And usually it's, it's your run of the mill. You see it all the time watching NFL games, college football games. Um, it's receiver runs run one route. The quarterback throws another. Uh, the quarterback overthrows, underthrows something like that. So the key is going to be those opportunities will come. Um, the key is going to be the commander's defense taking advantage of them. And unfortunately, uh, as you know, commanders fans and every day as we've talked about this regularly. So if you don't know on your own, you know, because I told you this defense, one of the worst in the league and taking advantage of those turnover worthy plays. But if you get one of those things from Tua Tagovailoa this Sunday, you absolutely have to take advantage of it. Got to find a way to come down 
with that interception uh, because getting that defense or that offense off the field is really your only good solution uh, to trying to stop them because of how prolific they really have been. So where the Miami Dolphins advantages against the uh, the Washington Commanders defense is pretty much everything else. Um, so the question is, is Ron Rivera really going to make that big of a difference? Every defense is relatively the same in the NFL. They're pretty much all some sort of match scheme, man match, zone match. At the end of the day, it all turns into a defender matching on or latching on to an offensive player and seeing who's going to win. The key is winning off the line offensively, and it's also winning off the line defensively. Whether you're impressed, whether you're in shadow, don't give your guy a free release. Don't give him an easy release, whether you're doing it physically or you're doing it with technique. Uh, so what does winning really look like? Transitioning into the route, proper play, proper positioning combinations. If I know I've got inside help, I got to make sure I don't give up my outside leverage. If I know I've got outside help, I need to make sure I don't give up my inside leverage. I don't want to get bullied off the line of scrimmage, uh, things like that. And you definitely, definitely, definitely have to keep a top on a guy like Tyreek Hill. Looking at the formation usage, the Miami Dolphins are pretty evenly split between 11 and 21 personnel, uh, and they rank top the, the best in, in passing offense in yards per attempt out of 11. They also have the best ranked rushing offense in yards per carry out of 11. So they're 11 personnel package, very, very effective. In 21 personnel, they're not as good, but 10th ranked passing offense in 21 personnel, 6th ranked rushing offense uh, coming out of 21 personnel. So still pretty good, but again, 11 is where they do their most damage. Some additional tendencies from the Dolphins. They're averaging 5.8 yards per carry with 36 explosive runs this season. We know the commander's defense has had a problem limiting explosives. Uh, I will be, as I do every week, I'll be tracking the amount of them and what happens on those drives. 66% of Miami Dolphins runs come on first down, which is not a huge surprise. Most teams, most of their runs come on first down. 56% of those first down runs came out of 21 personnel. 44% of those runs go to the D gaps, which is actually outside the tight end. Uh, so even, even wider than wide, only 30, 31% of the runs go to the A or B gap. So when Ron Rivera talks about getting Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen in advantageous situations, the Miami Dolphins don't really like to run right up the middle. So maybe trying to find ways to either stunt, twist, or even line up Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne in those C gaps uh, and things like that could be advantageous too the Washington commanders who do have the sixth best rushing defense as far as stopping runs through the C or D gaps this season. So that's a little bit of strength on strength there where the dolphins like to run. The Washington commanders are actually pretty good at stopping the run. Uh, the Miami dolphins passing game, they're averaging 3.5 yards of separation, which is really good. 38 explosive passes this season, 67% completion rate when they target Tyree kill and 28% of targets to Hill are at or behind the line of scrimmage. Like I said in the opening part of the segment, that is why this defense has got to be able to rally to the ball and tackle very, very quickly. Don't let the safeties or don't put the safeties in a position or your deep corners in a position where they've got to crash down to help out on those short passes because 25% of Tyree Kill's targets are also 10 to 19 yards off the line of scrimmage. If your safeties and deep corners are having to crash the line of scrimmage to help in the short game, they're going to get toasted in the deep game. The commander's defense has faced the 12th fewest passes behind or at the line of scrimmage this season, but they do have the sixth best yards per pass attempt in that situation in the NFL. And that is why this defense needs to be able to bring down those playmakers in those short pass situations so that your deep help can stay deep. Time to flip the line of scrimmage now. And we're going to talk about where Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell have an opportunity to get a leg up on the Miami Dolphins this weekend. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bets. That's $150 if your team wins. The Miami Dolphins are currently minus 460 money line favorites to beat the Washington Commanders this weekend. Those are the best money line odds of week 13. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day. Every dayers Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, it will take you directly to that channel at the end of this episode. So all you got to do is Hang on for the ride, and we'll go over there together. Flipping sides of the ball now. The Miami Dolphins defense actually provides an opportunity, potentially, for the Washington Commanders to find an advantage. And this is where you need the defense to keep the game manageable. But if the if the Washington Commanders are going to win the game, this is where they're going to need to be even sharper to to get that take advantage of the advantage uh, and put some points up on the board because this isn't a bad defense by any means, but there is there, there are going to be opportunities that we're going to talk about here in just a second. But looking at the Miami Dolphins defense, they are solid or good at a lot of things. Top five in rushing yards per game, top 10 in yards per play, yards per pass attempt, sacks per pass attempt, and third down percentage, top 15 in first downs per game. But where they're not as good interception rate is real low their red zone defense is one of the worst in the league their goal to go defense is not so hot so where the washington commanders advantage comes in with their offense versus the dolphins defense comes in the short passing game and red zone or better opportunities that part of this is really really key and and we're going to repeat it in our keys to victory as well the dolphins advantage comes in keeping offenses out of the red zone altogether or locking down right outside uh, the red zone, which some coaches would call the upper red zone or high red zone, like you're you're 35 or closer, but not quite inside the 20 yard line type of area. Formation usages: the Miami Dolphins defense likes to come out in a two-four-five formation uh, most of the time. That's 64% of the time. That's the most two-four-five usage in the National Football League. So that's two down defensive linemen, four linebackers. Of course, two of those are outside linebackers and five defensive backs they use three four four three down linemen four linebackers four dbs uh the second most but only 17 percent of the time are they doing that four man rushes 80 percent of the time rarely do the miami dolphins blitz uh defense coordinator vic fangio not a big blitz guy that's the fifth lowest blitzing defense in the nfl that the commanders are going to face this weekend sam howell has the most passing attempts in the national football league against the two four five defensive look that the miami dolphins like to use so this is not nearly going to be the first time He's going up against this look, uh, and Howell is second in completions against this defensive formation, 
second and most catchable passes, which is incredibly important for a young quarterback, third in passing yards, fifth in touchdowns. He is tied for the most interceptions against this formation with three of them coming against this look, third most sacked quarterback against this look, 45 pressures, uh, which is not a surprise. But from week eight, where Tyler Larson and Chris Paul were inserted into the offensive line, Howell is actually the sixth most sacked quarterback against this look, which is an improvement from third most sacked overall. And while he is still the most pressured, it's by a much smaller margin uh, from, from him to the second quarterback that's most pressured. So still the most pressured for what it's worth, not as, as often, however. So again, some improvement in the offensive line, still not great, but at least there's some improvement there. Rushing against the Miami Dolphins, two, four, five, uh, favorite look here. Brian Robinson has the third most carries, seventh in yards, 10th in rushing touchdowns. Interestingly enough, Sam Howell is actually seventh in rushing touchdowns against this look. So this could be a uh, Sam Howell rushing day. If you, if you are a prize picks enthusiast like I am, uh, that could be something that you uh, use to make some decisions there. Both Brian Robinson and Sam Howell are fifth in broken tackles against the 245 look. B Rob is second in rushes, resulting in first downs. And he's been hit at the line 12 times. That's second most stuffed six times. Also second most Chris Rodriguez has actually also had some solid rushes against the two, four, five defensive look, um, albeit a much smaller sample size, but still could potentially see Chris Rodriguez get some burn uh, against his look as well as they've had some success uh, in the past. Now, the reason for some of this rushing success and the reason for some of this, this output again, is that uh, is our actually our first defensive additional tendency that we're going to look at here today. Miami likes to run a light box defense. So they don't like to really stuff the box or stack the box or come with a whole lot of defenders up there. Meaning that if the offensive line wins at the line of scrimmage, which we know that's, that's, you know, kind of a hit or miss uh, proposition there. But if the offensive line wins at the line of scrimmage, there's going to be room to run. And if Brian Robinson, Chris Rodriguez really can get downhill or if Antonio Gibson can find some space uh, coming through the line of scrimmage, that is where those guys can be really, really dangerous. Also, the Dolphins like to use two high shells, more than 30 other NFL teams. So at least two of their 11 defenders are already lined up deep, dropping back deep, trying to contain the offense in front of them, which means that if you get past the original four, remember what I said, they like to rush mostly with four down linemen or four, four defenders rushing anyway. Uh, so if you get past those four guys, if you get past the line of scrimmage with those two deep safeties typically running uh, on that defense, that's already six of the 11 defenders. And then when you think about running, you know, left side, right side, stuff like that, you almost automatically eliminate at least one more defender just by play design. So if they can be successful at the line of scrimmage against this Dolphins defense, which is now missing Jalen Phillips, which is not the worst, you know, the loss in the world, but it is still a significant loss. There is a potential that Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Chris Rodriguez could find themselves rushing against really about three defenders before you get to the deep level uh, of, of the defense. And you're talking seven, eight yards downfield by the time you reach that third level of defense. If you can get that, you know, somewhat consistently, certainly an avenue where the Washington commanders can, can make some money uh, and get some free chicken out of this Miami defense uh, coming up this weekend. Miami also uses zone a ton, which most likely, or which makes winning off the line of scrimmage even more important because you need to get pressure on those defenders by not just getting off the line, like getting into your route before they get to their landmarks because zone coverages, a lot of them, they kind of rely on you drop to your landmark, see what's around you, and then you get to where you need to go. If you can make those defensive backs accelerate their mentality, accelerate their decision-making process, you're more likely to get one of them to make a mistake, overread, over-pursue, and that opens up a space. And a guy like Sam Howell, if he's reading the field well and is being intelligent with where he goes to the ball, you find those openings, you get the, the ball to those receivers, and that's where you can get – a lot of uh, explosive plays and a lot of chunk plays if you can get there. Most often than not, 
the Miami defense likes to leave the middle of the field open. And that's where Sam Howell's tendency to sometimes be late on passes can be problematic because if he triggers in on an open middle of the field throw, the safety or the linebacker shallow sees it, they start pursuing it. He's late on the throw. That's where you can end up getting an interception uh, thrown like we have seen in other situations uh, before this season. So really quick defense, really smart defense. So he needs to be able to click and close uh, the quarterback version. Obviously, he's not going to close on the, but click and throw, I guess, would be the quarterback version of that. So if he can do that again, those opportunities will be there. Finally, Eric Bieniemy is 6-0 and against Vic Fangio as coordinator slash play callers. Uh, and his offenses, EB's offenses, are averaging 28 points per game versus Vic Fangio defenses. He told me this week that he knows his offense has to stay patient. Sam Howell echoed the same sentiment. So if they can stay patient together, then that is where they're going to have some opportunities because as we described, there are going to be some running opportunities if they can win at the first level. There are going to be some underneath opportunities against this Vic Fangio defense. Staying patient going to be incredibly important. In fact, that is our first key to victory this week. But we do have two more coming up on the next segment of today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Game Time gives you the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. And you can see the view from your seat before you make your purchase so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account with Game Time. Redeem the code L O C K E D O N N F L to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you. Your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The Commanders host the Miami Dolphins this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Catch every snap of the Commanders' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SiriusXM app. Just search Commanders, and while you're there, you might hear a familiar voice during the game. We've gone over some tendencies going up against the Miami Dolphins, some areas we think the, the Washington Commanders might be able to find uh, some room to to do some damage against them. So what are the keys that we can develop from all these tendencies? Well, key number one, we already kind of talked about stay patient on offense. Uh, look, you're going to have to take some shots. At the end of the day, you can't just check down. You can't just screen. You can't just slant all day long. You do have to keep the defense honest. You do have to take some shots here and there. But the key is taking smart shots, right? And, and that really 
comes down to Eric B enemy calling plays that have two or three levels of attack, right? Don't just call plays that have, you know, don't call four verts and, and all that stuff and really give Sam no other option, but to try to find a deep route because he's a competitor. He's a young quarterback and he's going to try to fit the ball into one of those deep routes. Ideally you call a, you know, four vertical routes and you tell your quarterback, Hey bro, if none of them are there, get out of the pocket, run the ball and get as many, as many yards as you can with your legs. But we've seen Sam Howell time and time again. If he's got four vertical routes, he's going to want to take one of those shots. So give him some options. Give him some short routes. Give him some intermediate routes and tell him if it's not there, take the check down. Go below the top of the defense because the Miami Dolphins will keep the top on the defense as much as they can. And they love guys like Jalen Ramsey's got three interceptions. He's only played four games this season since he came back. He's already got three interceptions. Uh, He's one away from matching his entire total last season. Uh, and again, he's only played four games so far. So you do have to take some shots, but again, take smart shots, dial them up only when they're necessary. And Sam just needs to do what he did most of preseason, a lot of the season so far, put those deep shots to where only your receiver can get them. If no, if they can't get them, nobody should get them. Uh, only want to see shots really taken on second and four, first and five. You know what I mean? Look, if you're third and four, second and six, first and 10, like don't, don't use your deep shot tries uh, in those plays. Use them when you have the opportunity. If you go deep on second and four and it's incomplete, you come back on third and four, you can live with that. First and five, you take a deep shot, comes up second and five, you can live with that. But don't do that crap on first and ten, second and eight, stuff like that. Second and eight, you need to find as many yards as you can to make it third and manageable. Get a first down, great. Uh, But that's kind of my look on how to stay patient against the Miami Dolphins defense. Key number two, keep the lid on their offense. you got to flip sides of this thing. The Miami Dolphins are going to try to do it. The Washington Commanders have to be able to do it. They have very similar defenses which to me should fall into the advantage column uh really for both sides to be honest with you but the washington commanders should feel a little bit more comfortable uh going up against this defense because it is very similar i talked to uh i talked to one of the players in the locker room um off the record but not completely uh the information is fine but uh not not who i talked to and yeah a, a lot of similarities similarities between these two defenses uh, certainly should provide a little bit of comfortability for what the offense is trying to do. The key, of course, is going to be holding up that pass rush. So keeping the lid on the Miami Dolphins offense, key number two, uh, one safety on every play has to be assigned to stay deep on top of Tyree Kill, if, even if there's multiple deep routes. Like I've said this before in other games, you guys, every day, as you've heard me say this before, and unfortunately we don't really often time to see it, but you talk about simplifying the strategy. One way to simplify a strategy against the Miami Dolphins is to say, hey, you, your assignment is Tyree Kill deep, and then everything else, you know what I mean? Like just start off deep. If Tyree cuts it off, you know, short, fine. Start looking, make sure he's not running a double move. Start looking around, see who's coming in. But your first and only responsibility is going to be Tyree Kill. I covered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won the Super Bowl uh, that year with Tom Brady. The first time they played the Kansas City Chiefs, Todd Bowles, their defense coordinator at the time, tried to come out and play some man. He tried to play some single high safeties and do all this other stuff. And Tyree Kill and the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely torched them for about the first quarter and a half of the game. So much and so that actually the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ended up adjusting to playing top coverage over Tyree Kill and literally dedicated a safety to say, you stay on top of Tyree Kill and don't do anything else. And they were able to mitigate that risk and they were able to actually control the better part of two and a half quarters. But the Chiefs did so much damage in that first quarter and a half that it didn't matter. They still lost the game. But when they came back in the Super Bowl, you saw them employ a lot of those things again against the Chiefs offense. And the result, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs only scored nine points. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. That is really the only way I see that you can stop a Tyreek Hill-led offense is put a dude whose job is literally, you're the Tyreek Hill bodyguard. Your job is to stay on top of him 24-7. 
in this game. Key number three, roll the dice. And I know that sounds a little bit different because of what I was saying about stay patient against this Miami Dolphins defense, but early fourth down plays, typically I call them early signs of desperation or that you know that you are not stacking up against this team. Well, let's be a little bit honest here, guys. This team does not, the way that these two teams have been playing, this Washington Commanders team does not stack up to this Miami Dolphins team. So you need to take these opportunities. If you come up at fourth and five on the Miami Dolphins 40, you need to go for it. If you come up fourth and two on the 48, you need to go for it. Anything past the 50 with, I would say, eight or fewer yards to gain, you need to go with that. In fact, I would kind of go from the 50, eight yards up to the 40. So, you know, if, if you're if you're fourth, and eight at the 49, I think you're probably punting. But if you're fourth and seven at the 49, you're going for it. Fourth and six at the 47, you're going for it. So on and so forth. You need to take advantage of every opportunity you have to be in their end. Because like we discussed, the Miami Dolphins do not have a great red zone and goal to go defense. But they're really good at keeping you out of the red zone and goal to go situations. Anyway, underdogs can be dangerous, but only if they're willing to bite. The Washington Commanders have to come out here aggressive. Don't be reckless. I'm not saying... You know, even fourth and one on your own 26 in the first quarter. I'm not saying go for that, but you get on the plus side of the field and you have somewhat of a fourth and manageable situation. This defense likes to keep that top coverage. They like to play loose in the middle of the field. They like to give you lanes, take advantage of those opportunities, make some things happen. I think a good amount of receptions by Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson uh, for, for what he can do. I think Chris Rodriguez in short area uh, areas or short yardage areas. Uh, I think Curtis Samuel could have another good game. Obviously, you want to get Terry McLaurin open and loose. Would love to see Jahan Dotson uh, going as well. But the bottom line is you have to be a little bit more aggressive in this game just because of what, the, what your matchup is. You don't want to give them uh, the ball back if you don't absolutely – have to going into our game status report for the Washington Commanders cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, defensive end James Williams are both out for this game. Tyler Larson is questionable for this game, but judging from Ron Rivera's conversations earlier in the season, unless there has been a setback that I'm not aware of, I expect Tyler Larson to play. If he doesn't play, you expect Nick Gates to step in as a center once again. For the Miami Dolphins, questionable are offensive tackles Teron Armstead and Kendall Lamb, guards Lester Cotton, Robert Jones, and free safety. Javon Holland. I see some comments here with the folks that are joining me live uh, talking about Eric Bianami and coaching uh, searches and everything next year. Um, you know, look, we, we've had some conversations about the coaching staff earlier this week. We will obviously continue to have conversations about the coach staff as we go along as well. But for this episode, we're going to stick to the game at hand and hopefully uh, we can come back Sunday night live from FedEx field talking about a Washington Commanders victory. That is the next time I will be speaking to all of you again, live from FedEx on Sunday uh, evening, early Sunday evening. In the meantime, if you've got questions or comments, just leave them in the YouTube comment section. Find me on Twitter or become a Locked On Commanders Insider and text me directly. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to get in on that fun. Locked On Commanders Insiders tomorrow, our command huddle, our next command huddle, our insider-only mailbag episode will be dropping. I will be sending that to you as soon as it is ready. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.